Hello, friends, and welcome back to the In Between Light podcast. I'm glad to see you again. In the first episode of my new Masters of Horror series, I will be showcasing acclaimed film director John Carpenter. I am very excited to bring you this new series and look forward to highlighting many more icons within the horror movie genre. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and step in between the light. January 16, 1948, brought us the mastermind behind some of horror's most cherished films. John Carpenter was born in Carthage, New York to mother Milton Jean Carter and father Howard Ralph Carpenter, eventually moving to Bowling Green, Kentucky, where John's father became the head of the music department for Western Kentucky University. This could have been where John drew his musical talent from that has been showcased in so many of his films that he scored himself. Carpenter attended Western University, where his father was a professor, then USC Film School in Los Angeles, California. John's mother was an avid movie fan that frequently took him to showings of It Came From Outer Space and Forbidden Planet. Carpenter also played the violin in his youth, as well as the bass, but his true love lie within filmmaking. He would carry his camera everywhere with him as a teenager, that eventually led to him becoming a professional director after attending the University of Southern California. With not many directorial offers coming towards Carpenter's way, he became a semi-successful screenwriter and also scored films such as The Resurrection of Bronco Billy, 1969, and Assault on Precinct 13, 1976. During the screening of Assault on Precinct 13 in London, producer Erwin Yablans whose turtle releasing handled the distribution of the film, offered John something that he'd been hoping for, a shot at a feature film. The project was a thriller dubbed The Babysitter Murders by Yellow Blondes, but with a more commercial appealing title in mind, Carpenter renamed the film to one of the most iconic films in the horror genre of all time, Halloween. Surprisingly, it only took 20 days to write the screenplay for the film. Fortunately for us as horror fans, creative control was given to Carpenter, as well as Deborah Hill, who was the producer that was handpicked by John himself. When asked about the idea for the film, this was Hill's response, and I quote, The idea was that you couldn't kill evil, and that was how we came up with the story. We went back to the old idea that Halloween was a night where all the souls are let out to wreak havoc on the living and then came up with the story about the most evil kid who had ever lived. And when John came up with the fable of a town with the dark secret of someone who once lived there, and now that evil has come back, that's what made Halloween work. End quote. The following are some interesting facts I bet you did not know about the film. The fictional town of Haddonfield, Illinois, was derived from Haddonfield, New Jersey, where Deborah Hill, the producer of the film, was raised while several of the street names were taken from Carpenter's hometown of Bowling Green, Kentucky. Lori Strode was allegedly the name of one of Carpenter's old girlfriends, while Michael Myers was the name of an English producer, who had previously worked with the Ablons, one of the producers on the film, on many different movie projects. Carpenter was also compelled to pay homage to the great Alfred Hitchcock, whom of which he admired greatly for his writing and filmmaking. 
he used two of Hitchcock's characters' names in Halloween. Tommy Doyle is named after Lieutenant Detective Thomas J. Doyle, Wendell Corey from Rear Window, 1954, and Dr. Loomis's name was derived from Sam Loomis, John Gavin from Psycho, the boyfriend of Marion Crane, played by Janet Leigh, who was the real-life mother of Jamie Lee Curtis. This was the film debut of Jamie Lee Curtis, but Jamie wasn't Carpenter's first choice for the role of Jamie Strode. Originally, John wanted to cast Anne Lockhart, the daughter of June Lockhart, from Lassie, but due to other commitments, the role was turned down by Lockhart. Shortly after, Carpenter and Hill learned that Jamie Lee Curtis was a daughter of Janet Leigh, the actress that played Marion Crane in Hitchcock's 1960 classic Psycho, they realized that this could be great publicity for the film. Halloween boasted a $300,000 budget, setting the tone for a very tight squeeze creatively on set. Some of the wardrobe were actually brought in by the actors or made cheaply on the fly, not to mention the infamous Captain Kirk mask that was purchased at a local costume shop for $1.98 that was to be worn by The Shape, played by Nick Castle, one of Carpenter's friends from USC. Castle eventually moved on to take the role of director with such films as The Last Starfighter and The Boy Who Could Fly. When I was digging deeper to find out why Michael Myers was originally referred to as The Shape, in the original Halloween film, I found out that's how Carpenter referred to the masked up Michael Myers in the script. In fact, the nickname was first used by Carpenter when describing Michael's iconic mask. So now when you watch the film, pay closer attention to how Michael is presented in each one of his scenes. It makes sense he was called the shape, as he was hiding in the shadows most of the time. Donald Pleasance, who plays the legendary Dr. Loomis, truly has one of the best monologues in the film. And when married conceptually with the backstory of the shape, it describes Michael Myers and the evil that lay just beneath the surface. Here is his quote from the film. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. End quote. From a budget of $300,000 over a 20-day shoot, the film went on to gross $47 million at the U.S. box office. In today's earnings, that would be the equivalent of $150 million, making Halloween one of the most successful independent films of all time. In a recent 2023 interview, Carpenter Looking Back had this to say about the original Halloween film, and I quote, Halloween was probably the best experience as a director I've ever had. It was so much fun. We were a bunch of kids who were out to make a movie and make it fast. We shot primarily in Hollywood, which is right near where I was. It was a lot of nights, but it wasn't hard. No, that one was very easy. End quote. For me personally, Halloween will always be one of my favorites. And now when that time of the year comes around... You know, when the wind starts blowing and there's that unique smell in the air, I know it's time to go back to Haddonfield. Thank you for listening, friends. And remember, an easy way to support this podcast is to like, share, and follow on all of our platforms. We appreciate your support. And I will see you again when we step in between the light.